Message. Man, if you don't sit down. Perhaps the language that yeah. may have been used, yeah. you know, like the um, the sort of like uh, nuances that sort of go along with their their cultural mm-hmm. factors within their community. Mm-hmm. But it also speaking of the community, and many times, from what I've noticed, is that they were. Um, I don't know. I mean, from the looks of it, my assumptions would be that they were impoverished communities, right? right? That they were lower right. income communities, right. Right. and so I'm wondering: is it the same stereotype threat, the same negrophobia mm-hmm. that's applied to? All black men, mm-hmm. or is it applied to? I think you're right. That's mm-hmm. one strike mm-hmm. is going to be there regardless. Already, but right. then, depending upon how you look, yep. depending upon the language that you yep. use, depending upon the car that you're driving, depending upon the community that you're mm-hmm. in, you know, does it separate you and say, well, in so many words, he's still a black guy, you know, but mm-hmm. he's not like some of the others that I may have to deal with. And I, I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. I that feel is. like that that's the case. I feel like that's the case regardless. Like, look. Maybe how we, you know, when they pull us over and we got our seat back too far. You know what I'm saying? Just simple things like that. I feel like maybe that's that's what they kind of depict and say, oh, he's just like the rest of them. Not knowing that we may have a degree. Not knowing that we may have a family. Not knowing that we may be wealthy. You you don't know nothing about me. You're just going off of what you see. And I feel like, me personally, I feel like I don't I, I don't have an advantage over the next black man that's getting pulled over. I have a, I have a conviction. I, I you know, I've I've been in a situation where my my conviction was publicized to the whole world. You know what I'm saying? So all that stuff sticks and stands. So when they go up and look up my name, they're gonna see anything. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like off the jump, I'm already in protection mode because I feel like you have it out against me anyway. Because you feel like, okay, it's just like when you, it's like bullying. It's like bullying. I feel like a lot of when a person get arrested, African American mainly. Even you know, okay, let's not even say African American, but let's say when a person get arrested, I always wonder why. Okay, that person may have not got arrested their whole eighteen years of it. When they eighteen, they get arrested the first time, and after they get the trade, they don't get arrested. At first, I'm thinking. Maybe you need to stop, you know, doing this, stop doing that, stop doing this. But as as I start getting older and as it ended up happening in myself, I see that officers can see that. They can see you've been arrested. They can see you might be on probation. So they're gonna they're gonna ticket you regardless because they know you're back against the wall. So if I do get arrested again, I'm screwed. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Can I make a point to that? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, do y'all know how many times I still from Minneapolis? Had been um, pulled over, and he didn't have a criminal record. He didn't mm-hmm. have any record. Yeah. You know how many times? Fifty-two. Are you serious? Fifty-two times. Wow. Yeah. No criminal record, but he's been pulled over. It was all times. small, minor, little, like um, your life is out. Yeah. A little it's small, little, and and again, like we just learned that he was pulled over this time because his nose was too wide. Yeah. Right. And and the officers actually heard saying that. So I do think there's sometimes, and it's really interesting. I can go around this table right now and ask all of you, for for one, are you fearful of cops? Mm-hmm. Right. Are you fearful when you get pulled over, particularly if it's late at night? Mm-hmm. Right. And I would surmise that all of you would say yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Some of you may say no, but but I would surmise overwhelmingly that the majority of you say yes. Right. right. Um, it's really interesting that this case in Minneapolis is just coming to be because you all have seen me speak here on campus. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that I usually open up my presentations with 
has been my story, story. about Minneapolis. Yeah. Yep. When I got pulled yep. over on a, and and I'm one of the lightest things that yeah. can come right. and my nose and yeah. hair right. features and all that stuff, but to that officer, I was still in there. Mm-hmm. Just immediately got the rip. You can keep that one there. Uh, um, I was when I got pulled over, and this is not about me or Brandon, but one thing that I always took away from that story, uh, it was really interesting that, and, and I was coming from Atlanta, right? And in Atlanta, in the South, you think that things are going to be far worse because of the, the, the legacy um, and the history behind, um, you know, brutality in the South. But I've never faced anything like I had when I went to Minnesota. I'd been there for a couple of weeks. I was going to work out at Bally's at the time. I think it's LA Fitness now. Um, and I left there. It was around 10 o'clock at night. I didn't know where I was going. I ended up on, um, I guess, in a lower impover- or impoverished community or whatnot. Cop pulled me over. Tell like I, w- I had gone down um, a little alley because I didn't want to stay on the main street. He comes up. What's the first thing that you usually ask? Like yeah, but what do you ask? Oh, what 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 am I being? What, what, what's right. the problem, right? So mm-hmm. I so I asked him. I was like, I, I handed him my license, handed him the registration. I said, Oh, what did I do? He put his flashlight, stuck his face in, in in my face, and his partner was right next to him. They're both shining, so I can't see anything. And basically, he proceeds to say, "Nigga, I'll kick your ass right now. Um, I'll lock you up. You'll get raped in jail." He started threatening me, and and and, and all because I asked him what I had done, and I had never been in a situation mm-hmm. like that, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I took away from that, if I were darker, I may not have been alive. Right. That's one, right. you know, but then two, it made me have this realization to, um, like, how much is this really going on? This was in 2002 when this happened, right? Uh, and I'm going to share this one last little thing. What was most interesting about it as well, I'm, I'm crying my eyes out and all this stuff. He gave me, like, three bogus tickets. Um, about a week or two later, I met with a solicitor in Minneapolis. And when I go into her the story, you know, I'm dressed up in my suit and all that stuff. This is in 2002. She said, I hear hundreds of cases like this every day. Um, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. And she dismissed everything right then. Now, Minneapolis has known that they've had a problem. At that same time that that happened to me, a black man, you can look this up, I'm sure it's still online, had just gotten sodomized with a plunger. And I think you all know what I mean by that. They broke into mm-hmm. his house. They, they mm-hmm. busted his house. They said he was accused of selling drugs. They said that he would perhaps swallowed some stuff. The cops took a plunger and stuck it up his rectum. Right? This that, that had just happened. So there was a big community meeting mm-hmm. at the time. So I went. The mayor was there. The police chief was there. And I grabbed the microphone. had this big crowd behind me. And I, I just basically told them what I told It was a little bit more uh, emotional. Yeah, course, because it, I, I was just coming yeah. out. It's been over 10 years mm-hmm. now. But at the time, I still had a lot of passion when I talked about it. And um, the police chief, they, they of course, they put the black guy up there. He wasn't a chief, but he worked with the department. Mm-hmm. They put the black guy up there to kind of talk, to kind of, of calm the Negroes down. And uh, afterwards, uh, he came and talked to me. and said, we're going to look into this. We'll investigate. We'll call you. I've never heard anything since then. Now, So now that this situation has happened in Minneapolis... Uh, you know, close to 13 years later, I always feel bad now saying that maybe I should have pressed that issue more then. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's been a problem. All my frat brothers, of everybody that I know in Minneapolis, if you're black, you, you've you been probably uh, threatened for your right. life, right? right? But you could probably say the same thing in Georgia if we went around. I'm sure everybody has a story of fear or whatnot, maybe or maybe not. Um, but I did want to, I, I just wanted to share that these things are real and keep into perspective that if it happened to me, Again, I'm right. going to be on record saying that I can only imagine if I were darker skinned, how that may have turned up. And it's, it's amazing to me that 
that happened to you in Minneapolis. The the, the killing happened in Minneapolis, and I I just recently found out. I knew my my older cousin. He went. He left St. Louis, and they moved to Minneapolis. He was locked up for. He was arrested for over. I was thinking like sixty years, maybe sixty years, and off of a description of an armed robbery. Wow. He had just moved there. Like wow. just moved there. Fresh trying to start a new slate, change his life and boom, off of a a description. He was arrested for all sixteen it was like sixteen years. And I didn't even now now that all this the Minneapolis, I'm like, dang, all that happened because that's exactly where he was at. Now that's just I don't know, that's change the topic. And somebody else had somebody that that they wanted to chime in with what we were saying. I know we were talking about earlier, um if you had the opportunity to speak with a cop, what would you oh yeah, say? yeah, please do, yeah. And I think the first thing I would, I would ask this cop is to, um, as difficult as it may be, treat me how you would want to be treated, mm-hmm. because the same way, you don't know me, I don't know you, mm-hmm. right? And you don't like that I generalize and say all cops are bad, so don't sit here and say all Negroes right. are up to no good. Right. And before I give you my license and registration, this is what I want to bring to the table. You know what I'm saying? You want to get home to your family? I want to get home to mine. I don't know what you got going on. You got issues? I got issues too. But don't generalize me and I won't generalize you. It's going to be a challenge for the both of us. Let us, let us, let us both work and grow together and say, you know what? We both are very uncomfortable, but we're going to work through the situation and I'm going to try to treat you as, as, as fair as I can. Because I can sit here and say, you know what? You just like the last black cop who arrested me or the last white cop who arrested me. But I'm not going to, or, or pull me over. So I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to do that. And they got to, I, I would challenge them to try to do the same thing. That's, that's really what I would say to um, a cop because as I'm having these conversations with um, a lot of, not a lot of my friends, but a few of my friends, um, they brought up the point of if your Black Lives Matter, then you are, uh, you're anti-police. Yeah. And I said, that's not correct. You know what I mean? That's. That's not correct. I don't think all cops are bad just because I'm saying that black lives matter. Um, and, you know, they're saying, well, you know, you're creating an us versus them mentality. I said, that's... I'm not creating that. I'm not creating that. You know what I mean? I'm like, but because of that's the way you want to perceive it, mm-hmm. then I can't change your perception. But I will, if you ask me, I will, you know, express the way I feel and what I, my intentions are. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to change your, perspe- your perception upon mm-hmm. me and those who are connected to this. I said, because... If somebody wants to go outside and flip a, flip a car, set it on fire, put it on Instagram, post it, and then 20 minutes later say hashtag Black Lives Matter under that, yeah, like what? how does that have anything to do with me? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But if someone was to do something very peacefully and do it the, the proper way and they hashtag Black Lives Matter, it's not going to get any recognition. So it's like, why do you want to associate me with something negative before you associate me with something positive? And that's where it's like, all right, so let me do that to you. Answer your question. Say it again? Answer that question. Answer that question. How that's do I associate? No, no. Why, um, 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 you said, why do people want to associate something negative with you oh, as opposed to something positive? It, what would be your answer to that question? Because it's right there. It's, I think it's very it's, important. Uh, you know what? I, as unfortunate as it is, it's just life. And I don't, I don't know if that's the, the answer that you wanted, but I just think about it. It's just like if somebody, if you walked around all day and somebody was like, man. Your outfit is sharp. You nice. 
20 people tell you that, you're going to be like, all right, I'm cool. But one person tells you, bro, your outfit is ugly. Where'd you get that? Mm, that's, that's the one you're going to think about yeah, all day. Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but it's... Why are you wearing that? Yeah, why are you wearing that? Or you had, you might have had a 30-point basketball game, but you missed that free throw, that lost the game. You're yeah. going to think about that one free throw. So I don't know why it is, as as human beings, why we mm-hmm. you know focus on the negative. Um, and I don't really have a solution, but these are things that I'm thinking about. And I'm like, I just don't get it. I recognize it. But what what is it? I was going to say, I think one of the causes too, so I agree with that, but I think the people that do not identify with the Black Lives Matter movement are that are already looking for a reason to dismiss it. Yeah, they find this negative piece, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's really, it's really, it's really funny how it only works within certain spaces, right? So, I mean, you can go anywhere, right? I could go to a, a, a baseball game and just start saying, you know, Damn all honkies, right? Yeah. And I might have a Black Lives Matter movement. And, and even though I've never been a part of the movement at all, I don't relate to it, but I could just do that. And then all of a sudden, oh, this person is the spokesman for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's really interesting. But, but it, works, it works for the institution of white supremacy because now, again, you have this label. And the people that were looking to dismiss it or demonize it to begin with have fuel. You know, they have some type of fuel, and that's the major pieces that they're going to show. Yeah. In, 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 you were talking about Ferguson and the riots and, and burning of the communities earlier and things like that. It's funny that that was a small percentage, but that was one of the major things that you were seeing. Exactly. Right? So, um, I, I, kind of shifting gears a little bit, I, I did want to get your thoughts on Micah Johnson. What did you think about, or, or not even just what you thought about it, what are your emotions? How are you feeling uh, regarding what happened in, in Dallas with the uh, the shooter? I know people are saying he's crazy and he was deranged and things like that. I don't really describe him in that manner, but um, I really wanted to hear from you. What did you all think? I believe it was a setup. I believe it could easily have been a setup by the government to say, you know what? Where where is that that one guy that's that's crazy? Mm-hmm. Get get him to shoot some shoot some people and take the attention off of what's actually going on, so mm-hmm. there can be sympathy for our community mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they do that a lot. Yeah, every told. time there's something big going yeah. on, they're gonna put they're gonna find something, something else, else. Mm-hmm. to 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 make it seem so much worse. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. One one of your people got killed. Two people got killed. All right, two days in a row. Ten people got killed in one night. Mm-hmm. How horrific is that? That's what we need to focus on. Mm-hmm. So it's like let's shift the attention. So quick, mm-hmm. and you pay the media people to say it, and now you know it's like it. I can just see it being a setup. I just that's where I find it hard. And you know, can you pay somebody to do it? I don't know, but you know, some people will do things for money when it it comes to them and their family or whatever. I, I can't necessarily say. But. Just to, just to piggyback on you from 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 speaking on on personal experiences, ninety percent of the time the media don't even know what they're talking about. They go off what they're being. Scripted here. Yeah. This is this is what this is what. Okay, boom. Say this, and that's when it comes. Like you said, mm-hmm. the money. That's it. You know, yeah. they're getting paid to do that. So, all right, cool. Let's 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 target this guy. Let's say he's crazy. Oh, he's a lunatic. He's killing all our cops. And da, 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 da. let's write it up real good and just shift the attention off of these two African American men that just been brutally murdered from some from some some cops or. Let's take the attention off of the Mike Browns and the Eric Garners and all that stuff. And let's just talk about, oh, this guy that's just out here killing these cops. Like, he's a freaking nigga lunatic. lunatic. Yeah. It, 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 it's not, it's not a lunatic because when, when a white person kills a group of people, then he, something's wrong with him mentally. Mentally, yeah. He's yeah. A, something's wrong. Oh, we need to get yeah, him some, uh, some help. But the black guy, he's just angry. 
and so was his community. And every person. Well, now they did. They do show him in his military uniform. Yeah. A little bit, but for a minute they were showing him just with like the black power mm-hmm. stand and like that. Say. And then to kind of go, but but uh, you know he actually came out and said, "I'm not a part of the Black Lives Matter yep. movement. Yeah, you know, I don't like that. them and all these different things." But at first they were trying to tie in that uh, as well. What are some other thoughts? Uh, I know I heard from the two of you. Did anybody? What were your thoughts regarding Michael Johnson? Do you think that um, that, that hurt the overall cause for? Um, the, I don't think it was a setup. I do think he was angry. I mm-hmm. think I think that. But I'm not saying I'm not. Hey, I don't yeah, know. No, it's like you know. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, so I do respect your opinion. I do think that um, perhaps the post traumatic stress and he was angry perhaps at some things that he saw mm-hmm. uh, overseas and and, and, and triggered some mm-hmm. certain things. You know, but um, so I'm really not quite sure. Um, but how do you feel? Do you blame him for taking the? Do you blame him for taking the attention off of um, the two individuals? You don't blame him. It's the thing is, and this is just my personal opinion. People are so misguided and misskewed based off what they're seeing from their social media mm-hmm. and everything else going on in the world. You got a lot of people, us included, pushing this idea of a race war. When everybody else is out here trying to decrease the amount of bodies falling, but when you have that selected ignorant, that selected few who's pushing race war, and then you have the media pushing race war as well, because like you said, they put this man up in a dashiki and his fist up. To us, that's nothing. But to somebody else who's not within the line of any type of African American or their skin never been brown a day in their life. That's terroristic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So they're pushing the idea of race war. And to be honest with you, way before he even did the shooting, the attention was already diverted. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody pays attention to the actual issues. They're more concerned with, all right, well, what's the next big thing? Knee-jerk reactions. Right. And I, I feel like, I also feel like, why, why, why is everyone so surprised? Like, why are you so surprised that this happened? It's, it was bound to happen eventually. Like, it, why are you so surprised? Like, like we, like you said, uh, uh, Brandon, it's okay. This guy, something happened. It could have triggered him. Like, my grandpa was a bit. And the slightest thing he might have seen is he just starts, he just spaz out. And I'm, as a young child, I didn't understand. I'm like, what is wrong? Like, what is wrong with him? As I got older, my mom telling me, like, when they, when they see stuff like this, anything can just make them spark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it could have been something like that, or he just flat out could be angry. Like you know what I'm saying, he could be angry, and that's it's not going to be the, the the it's not going to be, and you know it's it's maybe sad to say, but this is not going to be the first incident where someone's angry, and this is what's going to happen. And let's also make sure I'm clear with this too, because uh, I used the word angry mm-hmm. earlier as well. Um, it's not angry without a premise, right? And that premise is racism. Correct. And I think that certain people. Um, deal with it very different yeah, than others. Some people are able to bottle it in for years, and maybe that's why most black men die at 65 mm-hmm. with heart disease mm-hmm. and stress and everything mm-hmm. else, mm-hmm. right? Some people may blow mm-hmm. up. Yep. You know, it just, it's so, so, um, but I, I think it's very easy to dismiss and to say, oh, this person was just nuts, right? This mm-hmm. person is crazy. Right. But there's reason behind sort of what yeah. created it. Yeah. Um, and then I also wanted to ask quickly, what is your stance on the whole Black Lives Matter movement? Our culture's been for sale for so long that nobody notices that people are marking that Black Lives Matter out of nowhere. Everything matters. Nobody was saying anything mattered until these folks came out 
and started the whole movement. Right. Like, I remember when it started. Like ironically enough, I was on Tumblr when it was pushing for it. Right. So when it came out, of course you had those few on the media going, "Oh well, Black Lives Matter doesn't matter." Like it's about everybody. Right. No, it's not about everybody. We're trying to tell y'all that we're out here getting slaughtered mm-hmm. by the pigs mm-hmm. for no reason. Right. And then they took that, and the biggest and most recent example I can give is with the recent media, especially with Purge, and I've been hearing a lot of complaints about Orange is the New Black. Folks are milking our pain mm-hmm. to make profit. Mm-hmm. The movement itself is beautiful. I hope it keeps going. I hope it expands to something better. But as long as we continue to let folks profit, as long as we keep clowning it along with them, it's going to diminish. And it's, going to, it's eventually going to die. Yeah, I, just, I just feel like a lot of the stuff with all the news, you know what I'm saying? You got the Blue Lives Matter now with the cops, and you know what I'm saying? All yeah, that. Right. I just feel like it's just, they're just trying to discredit Black Lives Matter. Pretty much, that's all it's an attempt to do. It's really interesting to the All Lives Matter proponent people. One thing that I question is that if All Lives Matter, then when you're saying Black Lives Matter, shouldn't you say you're right? Right. You're absolutely right. If All Lives Matter, that's one of the things I've spoken about that recently. Uh, You know, and and really, to be honest with you, it's nothing more than a defense mechanism, right? Because they don't, um, the people that are propelling this whole idea of All Lives don't even want to try to. Understanding, like you were just saying before, if if that's really the case, then where were you before? You know, were you really with these causes before? Why now are you just saying that? And then not only that, but when we are having these protests or speaking out or whatever it may be, are you marching with them? Are you speaking? Are you just kind of just saying, oh yeah, all lives matter and just being dismissive about everything else? So it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think, I really think the big issue is, and I've had this conversation with like several people, they misconstrue our black love because when you say black power, if you, matter of fact, let me switch it around. If you say white power, first thing that come to mind, KKK, Swashikas, right. all this, right. all this violence. But the moment you say black power, between us, we know that's love. But it fears another culture when your power is derived from violence. Everything you come up from is violence. Everything we come up from is community. Right. Granted, nobody's perfect. Right. No, we've had our wars, et cetera, et cetera. But a lot of people are getting black love misconstrued with hatred. And somewhere the line is jumbled, and it has to be cleared because our black love is being confused with white hatred. Because we're in a country where, let's be honest, without that hatred of other people, where would we be right now? Mm-hmm. So, living in a place where war, famine, all this other stuff comes from, we have to distinguish ourselves from it. And there's too many people just riding the hype rather than fighting with. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I, I had a conversation with um, my friend's mom, and she was saying that she she works in um, like the court system. She's a lawyer, and she had a conversation with uh, a friend of hers and a colleague um, who's a white defensive attorney. She's black. Uh, my friend's mom is black, and um, she said that she had the most um, frustrating conversation because the the white lady was saying that how do you guys feel about Black Lives Matter? She said because it's very uncomfortable for me to have this conversation with my kids because they're because people in their school are talking about Black Lives Matter and they're wearing the T-shirts 
And it's just very hard for me to have that conversation with them because we shouldn't be talking about those things. And, and it makes it com- uncomfortable for me because I don't really know what to tell him. And I was like, yo, that's crazy because as a woman um, who's obviously old enough to have kids in high school, mm-hmm. you recognize that there's a problem, but you've ran away from the issue and said, it doesn't affect me, so let me, just, let me get away from it. And now you guys are making me uncomfortable because you're trying to bring attention to it. Why? Like, that blows my mind that there's people who still exist. Yeah. And it's... It's like that everywhere, exactly. So it's 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 one thing to be ignorant to something because you're not you don't have access to it. But when you have access to it and you can, it's in your face, but you choose to run away from it. From it yeah. says a lot about who you are as a yeah. person, and that's kind of where I'm just like, man, this is happening right now. When there's people who are on our timelines, are in our in our schools, in our jobs, and they're just like. Well, it's not really affecting me. So, so yeah, so y'all just keep on going. I mean, if you want to say Black Lives Matter, cool, but just don't bring it over. Yeah, don't bring it over here. And that just kind of is like, wow, so does my life really matter to you? You know what I'm saying? Because right. if I said my your life don't matter to me, then then it would be all hell would break loose in some sense. You know what I mean? You would have you would look at me in a different way, but because I'm I'm saying specifically that Black Lives Matter and my life in general matters, and you say you don't support it, I should be okay with it. Like, you know what? You're right. You know, if you don't want to support it, that's fine. Be be okay with it. But if I sat there and was like, "No, I don't mess with you no more," then I'm looked at as as a bad guy. You know, it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of funny just to see where people stand at it now with everything with social media because everybody's voice is equal at this point um, because they can post a comment or you know make up a post and it's like. Just throwing, where 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 we at? Yeah, I was gonna ask, have you all uh, heard about uh, Kane Rogers, Atlanta in Atlanta? Oh, I think I know. Just about recently, uh, the yeah. cop was just fired. A, I think from APD. Oh yeah, yeah. shooting the, the, the guy, and, and they thought he was still, he thought he was still in the car. Oh, yeah. uh, I just want to, I guess, encourage everybody, all of us, and those that can hear us, to make sure we stay on top of that story. He was fired. Mm-hmm. What's well, happened after that? What's going to happen? Right. So I want to make right. sure that I get uh, swept uh, under the rug. Another thing I kind of wanted to do, because um, I know we have a lot of editing to take, to go through this, um, is to have some. We've had, we've had a lot of conversations, some really really um, interesting perspectives. What are some parting thoughts that you would like to leave the, uh, the audience with those that can hear you? What is something that you would like to say? Um, sort of like a last word, so to speak. Um, I would say don't, first and foremost, don't be distracted. Don't allow nothing to distract you. Whether it's um, the, 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 the situations they try to portray where you know the the, the, the officer community are, is being harmed as well. Whether it's the sports trades and the new the new signees or the Pokemon game, all that stuff. Don't be distracted on what's going on. Like don't don't lose focus on what's really going on. Don't allow. You know what? In in a sense, don't be fake with it. Don't you know? I was actually happy to see that the marching and stuff went on more than one day. Because, you know, to be honest, I'm like, okay, like Dane said, he was there. And it was, what, four ty- four or five types of people that you saw. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was I was just praying to God that maybe, I don't I don't want it to be something where they just want to go so they can put it on their Snapchat, their Instagram, their Twitter, and say they were there. And then the next day, it's just like, oh, 
whatever. I think in St. Louis was for a few months. It was definitely for, for a few months. 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 And and now that they, now that they, they didn't shut the cop again, it's right. now you know it's, it's all starting back over. So it's like don't don't be faced with it. If you're going to support it, if you this this is this this we're fighting for our lives. You know what I'm saying? Daily, whether you realize it or not, and just continue to just strive to do what you feel like you feel is going to make a change. You know, it always doesn't have to be, you know, with, with anything that has to do with finances or money, spending money. Just make sure you, just the support, the, the, the loyal support, the true support. Don't be distracted by what's going on. Don't be distracted by what they're trying to throw out there because, like like Ramirez said, the government doesn't have to answer anybody. So they have technical ways to kind of make us forget because, Truth be told, a lot of us are simple-minded, so anything can just throw our, our distraction, our, our mindset off, and let's focus on this now. You know what I'm saying? So just don't don't be distracted, man, and just keep 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 pushing the fight, man. Like this, these somebody doesn't have a dad no more, or somebody doesn't have a son no more, or somebody doesn't have a brother anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that can be us. So let's fight for them like you would want them to fight for us if that was happening. So that's real. That's real. I'm gonna pick back on that because. Uh, that's that's real because you know the past couple of days, like you said, all I've been seeing is Pokemon trades. Straight, you know, like. But we shouldn't wait till a major event to happen mm-hmm. for me to get a text or an email saying, "Hey, sign up for this uh, app." All well, it's only black-owned businesses yeah. throughout Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, I never heard that app until this major event happened. We should, right. we should be pushing things like that, and and I could blame myself for not, you know. Pushing more for the, the Black Lives Matter movement and, right. and sending that text and sending that you know those words of encouragement every day. Hey, you know, stay strong, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But but definitely don't you know don't wait for another event that may happen today, maybe tonight before mm-hmm. you go to bed for you to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, you know what? Let me sh- let me shoot that text now just because something happened. That's just that's just not fair for the community. All right. So. Anyway. <laughs> this is what I want to say. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like. There's labels that divide us, you know what I mean? If there's no labels, you know what I'm saying? We all just seeing each other, human race, whether, you know what I'm saying, it's race, religion, sexuality, anything. That's what I think divides us. But when I first seen everything that was going on, like, I was really angry, like, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't even thinking rationally, you know what I'm saying? I was thinking, like, man, we need to go tear the streets up because of what happened. But I just want people to understand that even though all of this is happening, still look at each other as human beings, you know what I mean? And Control anger is way more powerful than uncontrolled anger. Right. So mm-hmm. even though all of this stuff is going on, I feel like we should still think rationally. We should still be strategic with our movements mm-hmm. and things that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I just think that we, you know what I'm saying, we need to come together often, you know what I'm saying, and just come to, you know what I'm saying, come together, think of solutions, think of things that we can think to make things better. Because like even Dane was saying, like even though they're out on the streets protesting, they're not protesting with like the actual motive or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying protesting with an actual end goal in mind they're just out there protesting mindlessly pretty much so I just think we need to be right way more strategic and actually think about what we're doing and not have our anger so like control you know what I'm saying we can be angry just make sure we control it think rationally and be strategic with the moves that we're making and that's all I need to say I think three things I'm going to be quick just let your voice be heard just treat people how you want to be treated as Dan was saying earlier just just show love like regardless to people like even though you might not agree with their views just love on them and uh just pray for, just pray for the world mm-hmm. for real. <clears throat> i would say that the uh the revolution is being televised mm-hmm. and so um 
Let's continue to work hard, remain diligent, remain focused, passionate, have goals in mind. Um, you know, you don't like black on black violence, let's do something about it. You don't like what's going on in the educational system, let's do something about it. Uh, police brutality, let's do something about it. Find your niche, find your, find your passion. Try to organize and mobilize and um, seek forth the change that you, that you want. I think that we're, we're in a very interesting time where I do think a lot of people are awake. Um, and I think that we, we, I don't, it's one of the best times we have. I mean, you, you can look at other periods of time as well, but again, since that crack epidemic of the 80s and, and how it's destroyed the black neighborhoods and communities, I do feel like a lot of these people are dying for, um, some type of purpose that maybe we just don't understand. And I think that we, even though it's very disheartening and, and a lot of us are angry, um, we can utilize this, uh, to bring about the change that we see and, and the community aspect that we sort of, uh, the communal aspect that we've always had, I think it was mentioned before. Uh, one thing that I'd also like to state is that uh, continue to push for new things, continue to trouble people, continue to make people feel uncomfortable. Uh, if they don't like certain things, hey, that's a great conversation to have. Let me explain what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. um, don't try to mince words um, for someone else's comfort level because, again, this is, this is a struggle that, that we're facing, and we have to meet it head on and to, to run from it or to hide behind it or try to be politically correct and all those different things, we may miss the point that we're trying to drive home. So let's, let's continue to uh, to agitate and be relentless about it. And my last thing that I want to sort of urge for, I don't know what we can do about it, but I feel like every case, every suspect um, act that has been happening um, with the police brutality and black men getting killed, I think that you need to look at the uh, over the records of those officers uh, in all these cases, look at who they arrested, why they arrested, because if you can kill innocent black men, mm -hmm. you can lock up innocent black mm -hmm. men. And I think that everything that they've probably done has been suspect. And mm -hmm. I feel like the Department of Justice or whomever needs to step in and let's look at, at look at those cases because there could be a lot more people that are dying slowly behind oh, prison walls yeah, no for reason. something that may, they may not have done. That's real. Um, I don't even know how to follow it up. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, do uh, I, yeah, I've heard you. Yeah. Um, First thing I was, I would just leave with a question is, um, if this matter is that important to you, um, what rational extent will you go to to really express it? Um, that's that's what I, the question I leave you with. And as always, man, peace and love, man. Just continue to, to follow that inner peace. Find that. Um, and, and Cody, did you want to say something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that camera on me. Okay. I love it. I love it. Um, Keep it short, but the underlying thing that we kind of all said at the same time, or in a different way, from different perspectives, is that the fact that um, unity is big. We need to come together <clears throat> for sure. That's one hundred percent true. We need to speak less, do more. More action. That's what it is. Not like you can't speak up. Like you said we just need to converse. Right. But let's just less. He say, she say. More action. Um, the last thing I wanted to say was. Account. Hold yourself accountable. That's really that's our biggest one to me personally. Hold yourself accountable. Not as late for that. Last words. I'm gonna try to keep it short. I know I missed everything, so forgive me if I repeat some. But I have several things. Number one is consistency. Um, like a couple, like others have said earlier, be consistent with whatever you do. I'm not big on protests. I feel like they're ineffective, and too many lives are lost easily but I will never knock someone who goes to protest. If you go to protest, make sure it's on a consistent and daily basis. Also, don't expect a change if you're not ready to make a big sacrifice. Mm -hmm. 
What I mean by that is be ready to give up several things in your life. Like, honestly, you can ask anybody that's been around me. I've been cutting back on a lot of my money because I'm tired of funding people who's not helping me. Mm. I'm tired of funding people who's not in my community shaping things around. Like, I've really cut back. Um, that's just an example. Don't take it personal. There are plenty of other things you can change. We still need gardeners. We need financial experts. We need everything in a black-owned business. And if you can, grab you $100 and move it towards a black bank. There are several black banks in the state of Georgia. Find you one. Even like just sit there, put that hundred dollars in there, and keep pushing other friends to do it. Uh, Killer Mike said it best: when we all, we as a community, need our own things, we gotta quit going to everybody else for everything. Because when we go to the beauty store, those Asians go back to other Asians. They're not pushing to us. They're avoiding us, if anything. So consistency, sacrifice, and Think for yourself. That's the biggest thing. Like, think for yourself. When I say that, detox yourself from social media. You hear something's going on, research it yourself. Find the answers, find the issues. Like Dr. Brandon said, if it's troubling you that bad, look up those cops and see what their uh, background was. Go and see what's going on because if you depend strictly on CNN or if you strictly depend on any other major news media outlet, you're going to be lost. Because what you're going to see is, oh, this man was a criminal and he deserved to die. Nobody deserves to die regardless of their past. So consistency, sacrifice, and be yourself. Think for yourself. That's the biggest one.